Hello and welcome to Blades Pod. It is Wednesday the 3rd of February. My name is Ben. I am joined as always by Andrew and I, I guess this this winning feeling, I think I could get used to this. How about you? Yeah, it's only midweeks as well, isn't it? It's like sort of midweek games, we seem to be picking up these wins like Newcastle, Man United and now West Brom. Our three wins this season all coming midweek, so maybe that's a maybe move all the games to that. Yeah, nocturnal squad, that's the way to go. <laughs> um, I know it feels like January lasted for like 100 years, but a month ago tomorrow we were recording an extremely moany podcast after a 2-0 defeat to yeah. Crystal Palace. A month ago, we had yeah. two points and hadn't won in 19 games. We now have 11 points. And, it, I mean, it's a, what a turnaround. It just it really is. And I was talking to a kid last night, a Man United fan, and he was saying, I think you probably left it too late. And I was I'm not bothered. Mm. <laughs> it's like, I, I've already accepted that we're down and stuff. But don't underestimate the, the ball shown by the squad and the management to turn around. That Palace game was pathetic. I think everyone looked like the Reds had completely gone down. We looked like, I'm not saying we, we looked like we were, didn't care, but we were going through the motions to some degree. I think everyone had just lost complete hope. Fans, even Wilder seemed unbelievably downbeat by his standards. And, you know, to turn that from there for what's five wins in seven, all right, two of them in the cup and what have you. People, I mean, I've even seen people like, say, Wednesday fans, to be fair, <laughs> they've only beat Newcastle with 10 men and West Brom and they got a fluke against Man United. It doesn't matter. The fact that we won games on the, on the back of that 20 matches without a win, I just think it's really. You know, can't can't take my can't take my hat off enough. That's not a phrase, yeah. but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the natural extension of that is. Can't take my hat high enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, oh, just everything feels so much more uh, more rosy right now. Obviously, talking about last night's win over West Bromwich Albion, which we'll get into in in plenty of detail, I'm sure. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're now we're now level with that that dreaded eleven points total. I'd say it's fairly likely we get one point from our remaining 17 games or whatever it is, 16 games. Um, and-, and the goal difference is miles better than Derby's were. So we're not actually, even if we don't win again, mm. unless we start getting hammered every week, which is unlikely, even even when we were rubbish at the beginning of the season, we weren't getting hammered. It's unlikely we'll be the, 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 the worst team, if you know what I mean. Yeah, it's nice to... Uh... It's nice to pretty much put that one to bed, to be honest. Uh, I think it was definitely, yeah. definitely in doubt for... Uh... For a while there, I would say, like probably a month after ago. After the Palace game, I thought we were nailed. Nailed on, you thought? After sorry, after the Palace game, I thought we were completely nailed on for it. I thought because we just looked gone. Mm. I thought we'd look completely shot, and I thought I were at that stage. I think you even said it. I mean, I think you like sort of agreed that that was the first time I thought we're not going to win a game this season. <laughs> to be honest, because we looked that bad. Because Palace aren't a great team. And they could have four or five, really. Yeah, certainly, uh, it certainly crossed my mind. Um, and I think also a big, uh, you know, there was genuine sort of questions about whether Wilder would, would you know, see it out at that point, weren't they? You know, there were uh, a lot of um, amateur psychologists on the internet, I suppose, looking at his like post, post-match body language and things like that and, you know, reading mm. too much into it, it turns out. But it's it's I think, as we said at the time, after the Bristol Rovers win... It's a bit that was a big win for the sort of medium term future of this club, I think. And yeah, I think in a um, uh, I don't know, maybe a simplistic narrative way, but last night's game was a little bit of a referendum on the respective approaches of ourselves yeah. and West Brom to the situation that we find ourselves in. I mean, I'm absolutely over the moon with last night's result. Like you, yeah. I don't think I don't think it moves the needle on. Um, 
uh, on the possibilities for our season. It's still extremely unlikely that we will stay up, like genuinely sort of a 1% chance yeah. kind of thing. This is pro- yeah. probably going to be a cha- – well, it will be a championship game next season. But, you know, this that's a test that we passed last night, I think. And I, I, feel, yeah. I feel more comfortable I, I... in our approach than West Brom's. Yeah, yeah, completely. I mean, I messaged. I was really mad at half time. I messaged you. I, it, I was really frustrated because they, I thought they were awful, West Brom, mm. <clears throat> all the way through the game. To be honest, and uh, I take and I was like, these aren't even going to be. I, I don't. If West Brom carry on the uh, where they're going and stuff, I don't even see them being a. I'm not saying top. It's a poor division, the Championship, from what I've seen this season. So I'm not saying they're gonna, not going up again. But to be losing one nil at half time and not really creating anything and looking so static, I was quite not worried. I was just thinking, our oh, next season's going to be such a slog. Hmm. And then to play like we did in the second half, it was just like a Championship game to me. It was like, it, it, in a good way, us in the Championship last time, and it got me again feeling hopeful that do you know what next season we th- there's no real reason why we shouldn't be top six. Because we just pulled apart, basically, a team in the second half there who you expect to be at least a top 10. They're going to be one of the strongest sides next season, whatever happens. Mm. And we look miles better than them, I thought. Even in the first half, they had they broke well and they had a couple of more chances than us, to be fair. But we controlled the game in terms of possession and stuff. We just made nothing, you know, in the final third. Mm. Yeah, we didn't play well in the first half, did we? And our, um, the, the tactical switch at halftime was... Very necessary, and mm. I think did pay dividends. But yeah, the, the longer this game went on, the more I realised I wanted to win it. I mean, obviously, I want us to win yeah. every game, but it became I became desperate to win this game because I just thought we cannot finish below West Brom. Surely, like these are dreadful. I mean, we you know we've obviously they really are. We've had what four or five months of you're the worst Premier League team of all time. Like you're statistically the worst team. You're the worst top flight team of all time. Yeah. Now, after 22 games, you look at it and go, we're better than West Brom. We might even be better than Fulham. We've now won more games than West Brom and Fulham, which blew my <clears> mind <throat> when I looked at the league table and saw that this morning. Yeah. I spoke to my dad after he didn't watch it again, which is good because we keep winning. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I said, like, because it just reminded me that, that that stuff at the beginning of the season, we are far better than we've shown this season. And that's a bit of a frustration, but I'm not going to go into that today because you can all do that at the end of the season or whatever. But... It's a bit of a frustration in that we are obviously better than what we've shown and better than the results we've got. I still think we're probably one of the three worst teams in the league and that'll be, mm. you know, that come to fruition at the end of the season. Maybe without the injuries, we could have stayed up. You know, maybe we have Connell back and a full season of Burger or whatever and not these niggling injuries to Stevens and stuff like this. We might have had a chance of staying up. But we're nowhere near the worst team of all time. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that's a very, very good summary. Yeah, so... Yeah, we played West Brom twice. It's uh, it, it's baffling that we didn't take six points off them given the away away game. But um, yeah. yeah, we finally turned this one round and got was a what was a a fully deserved win. Um, it was it was nice to hear from like this chat from Wilder afterwards about like what's the worst that can happen and you know yeah. go out there and enjoy it, that kind of thing. That's exactly what I wanted to hear a couple of weeks ago. Mm. If you know what I mean, because like, that's what we were saying, weren't it? Well, everyone was saying it. Look, we've we're down. Just go for it, or you know, try something new, or be braver. Because all right, oh wow, we've lost another game. You know yeah, I, mean? um, I like trust your pals and see where it takes you. That yeah. was uh, that was a top quote. Yeah, good bit old school. It just immediately felt like that's something that's going to be a, 
immortalized with the yeah you know, along with like every three weeks i need my haircut in that kind of thing particularly <laughs> if we end up getting out of this in a miracle great escape well i was thinking this yesterday if we go down playing like we are and let's say we only win another five or six or whatever that's still be an, in the premier league that's still not a bad return you know five or six wins in what 16 games or whatever mm. you know that's not terrible or anything I'm thinking the only Chris Wilder could get relegated with so much good work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very much so. Um, so, like, onto the game itself then. I mean, uh, conditions were pretty terrible and the pitch was really cutting up by the end of it, I thought. Um, it, it looked a bit like a school game at times, like in the playground where you've got, like, you know, everyone suddenly runs in one direction, somebody dribbles a bit and loses it, and then everyone runs back yeah. the other way instead. But... It, the conditions obviously made for this to be where it didn't mm. it wasn't a high, a high quality game in terms of uh tech again like the game when we played against them last time it were a championship game and therefore it were far more exciting than most premier league games mm. yeah they, i thought the the first half was a little slow from us particularly but i thought overall the intensity was quite good from both teams like you know there's a lot of a lot of effort being shown of you know closing down running round making runs all that kind mm, yeah. of stuff so it was a um yeah it was it was Quite an entertaining game to watch, I think. Like certainly compared mm. with the Man City game at the weekend, which was, you know, just a, a dull death by a thousand passes. To and I, I found a lot of games like that in the Premier League, especially against teams like Man City. Man City fans had a, had a goal last week, obviously under view from saying, "Oh, these teams should be thrown out of the league for sitting <laughs> back." But teams like look at Southampton yesterday. That can happen to anybody mm. in this league when you're coming up against a. A really good side. Nobody wants wants that to happen. So it does make for dull games because the alternative is getting hammered nine <laughs> nil. Yeah, Southampton have now uh, only conceded one goal less than we have. It's just uh, bizarre. Incredible scenes. Yeah, um, absolutely incredible scenes. So Sam Allardyce cleverly packed his team with three X Blades and Robert Snodgrass, um, yeah, and yeah. it was Callum Robinson's birthday. So it's how could he lose? <laughs> he just he tried every superstition going. Um, what, what did you think of Robinson's performance against us? I was really surprised after that their fans were saying he was their best player. Because I, I didn't think... He had that one run and he had the shot, obviously, with Rams there, which would have been offside anyway. Mm. I just thought it was Callum Robinson, really. He's playing better for them because he's playing a bit wider. He's ne- we almost had him as an hold-up player, which he's never going to be. Yeah. I think he's a championship player, to be honest. That's not a... I'm not being bitter or anything about that. I think he's shown with two clubs now. All right, two. Oh, in fact, not two poor clubs. We finished top ten last season, so <laughs> I just don't think he's got it in him to, you know, to be a Premier League regular. To be honest, what about you? Yeah, I, th- I think he probably was their most dangerous player, I guess. But a lot of it was a, uh, a lot of it was in transition when he, you know, on on the counter attack, yeah. and he he has got that in him, the sort of you know dribble out a defender and have a, have a shot that kind of thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. just um, yeah. I, I don't think it. I don't think it lended its himself. Excuse me. The way that he plays didn't lend itself particularly well to the way that we play, which made it a, no. a slightly curious signing in hindsight. I, I I thought that signing was with a view to us play like changing the way that we play to be more of a counter attacking team. And yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah. Really see that so much. I I thought we'd be more like a front like a four three three type thing last season um, with Robinson yeah, and. Yeah, um, I did, yeah. Uh, I don't know, a another as a, a wide forward, I suppose. But yeah, he uh, he, was, he was okay. I think I, I think he probably was their standout player. The, I have to say, you know, for all the um, it, it's a bit tongue in cheek, but it is also genuine respect for how 
devastatingly good Robert Snodgrass is against us. I thought it was completely anonymous. I, I had to... I forgot he was playing until the very end where he got like got a cross in. Yeah. And I, and I thought, oh, no, it's him. <laughs> <laughs> I had to check. Um, I think after about 40 minutes, I was like, is he definitely playing? Like, where uh, is he? Yeah. I don't understand. But, yeah, I was I was very happy to see someone other than him taking their free kicks. Like, particularly that one they got right at the end, you know, like the 94th yeah. minute or whatever, they let Pereira take it, who I'm sure he's good at free kicks, but he's not Robert Snodgrass, is he? So, no, no, far from it. So no. that, that did make me feel better. Um so the first half, I mean, you know, you're, you're obviously very frustrated at half time. I think we all I were. I really was quite mad at half time. I'm not going to lie. I, I even went on shout box in S2, which I never normally do, and joined in that moan brigade. <laughs> uh, I, I was sort of like, this is not boding well for next season. We can't even break down this rubbish West Brom team. <laughs> so, what, what was the. I really were quite mad. <laughs> what was the source of your mardiness then, if you could uh, distill it? Just how slow we were, and it was just so frustrating because it was like sort of. We we were passing. We were we were all. I said to you, we're clearly a better team than West Brom. I think even in the first half, that was obvious that we were we were a far better team than West Brom. But we were so slow, and they're a bad team, bad defensively. They let so many goals in, and we we created nothing. I was like, speed it up, man! What are you doing? Just, we just looked like we were going not going through the motions, but we just looked like we I don't know couldn't break down a. Teenage girl drama queen. That's <laughs> to, to, to do a Goldbridge sort of. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I just, it was just really frustrating because it was just so slow, and they were quite obviously there for the taking. I felt. Mm. Yeah, McGoldrick and Sharp back in uh, starting uh, as the two strikers, which we'd said, and we wanted. Um, thought this was the game for Sharp. It was likely to be the game Definitely. for Sharp. But I, I, I disagree with my own opinion after about half an hour of this match. Well, <laughs> yeah, quite because the game wasn't going quite as I expected it to. I, I, I guess I, I, I don't know. Naively thought maybe it'll be the same as it was in the away game where I did. We yeah, just I did. Not, not, maybe not that many chances, but I thought we'll control possession, create a few chances, and who do you want, Billy Sharp? There. Mm. Basically, I thought the second half was going to be the game. Yes. Indeed. Um, but yeah, for that first half, I mean, I think half time we'd had five shots and uh, four of them have been outside the box. It was that. Yeah. Uh, McGoldrick had that good, lovely bit of individual play, but then a pretty, pretty yeah. tame shot at the end of it. Uh, Norwood put a free kick over. And, but, you know, terrible free kick, oh, to be honest. I really, that was another thing that got me angry. <laughs> well, I, I, we're at the edge of the area, free kick, and I thought, I can't remember last time we scored off a free kick, uh, straight direct, when I thought, oh, it's Norwood against Villa. It was a, obviously, if you score a free kick, it's a brilliant goal, but it was just a poor attempt, I felt. <laughs> cool. Is that the last one? I feel like there's been another one. I think that's the last one. If anyone can might be. think of any more, I think that might be the last one. No one against Villa. Mm, yeah, you're probably right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I did, that was you know, Nigel Spackman on the common, commentary. Yeah. Like, it's just got to hit the target. Got to hit the target from there. Is that what so you're just supposed to just like gently chip it over the wall straight into the keeper's arms is that is that better than trying to you know hit it <laughs> fast into the top like corner it's too central this it's too central maybe they should move it back <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can't that ever that. yeah I, 
don't roll it backwards six yards before somebody shoots it. Perhaps there's a reason you're not a manager anymore, Nigel. Maybe that's what Allardyce should have done. Go, have you got a free kick? Go back to the halfway line and boot it in. <laughs> Do you see Allardyce going absolutely mad in the second half, by the way, before I forget, uh, because he didn't do a long throw? <laughs> uh, I don't think so, no. What... <laughs> I went mad. It was so funny. They were like, they were a throw and he just did a short one and it like cut to Allardyce. Go, get it in! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he knows what he likes, Big Sam. He does, he's, he's getting it in the mixer. I mean, he said after the game as well, uh, on the subject of Allardyce, um, he said that they took their chances and we didn't take ours. It's like, that wasn't the whole story, though, where it's Sam, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's very simplistic. Um, <laughs> what were we talking about? Oh, yeah, so our best chance of the best chance of the half was, uh, you know, like a 20-yarder from Ampadu, our centre-back, which... Yeah. It was a decent effort. Sam Johnson usually plays an absolute blinder against us, but um, we didn't really test him. So. I was surprised after on the West Brom view from. We didn't include these on the view because it's not really anything to do with United. But a lot of their fans wanted him dropped. They've got Button, is it? Who were at Brighton the, the, uh, mm. as the reserve goalkeeper, and they wanted him in. They said, Johnson's made too many mistakes. One of them blamed him for the uh, for the first goal because obviously he just stands there. But. I, I like him. I, you know what I mean? I, I think he's a decent keeper, Johnson, every time I've seen yeah, him. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, maybe this is like the, uh, the the same thing we're seeing with Ramsdale. It's like the, t- mm. the team isn't doing well. It must be the goalkeeper's fault. Yeah, cool. This yeah. is uh, a, a bit more, uh, what's the word? Um, my mind's gone blank. You know, subtlety to it. Uh, nuance, yeah, yeah. that's the word I'm looking for. Nuance, yes. I like it. Um, yeah, so... The the thing that was like really killing me about that slow first half was it had loads coming down the left and ah oh, the lack of a, a left footer there, I was not enjoying this at all. Bogle, it was so blatant, wasn't it? It was so. It's... It was and Wilder, Wilder said they were going to make the change at half time anyway, didn't they? I don't know if you oh saw no, I didn't see that. That's interesting. Yeah, because he said you know they were cutting back so many times down that left hand side that he was going to make that change anyway and put Max Low on just for that balance and mm. I think. I've criticised Wilder to a degree on here saying, you know, it doesn't matter if you play a left-footed player on the right-hand side. Well, I think this is, <laughs> this goes uh, against what I was saying and once again, Chris Wilder probably right. I think having two players right-footed on the left-hand side, we just it just slowed everything down. Yeah. And I felt a bit sorry for Bogle and Ampadu because they were trying to get forward and every time they cut him back and it's just, yeah, it, it's uh, it's amazing that we've got about a thousand left wing backs and we're having to play Bogle. Yeah, <laughs> Bogle. We, we, I have this written down. It's so frustrating we have a billion left backs and we're having to play right footer there. I mean, yeah. I think, you know, it doesn't, I don't think it always matters that you have a, I think a right footer can play there and it's, yeah, it occasionally works quite well. But yeah, this was, as you said, this was kind of painfully obvious that, um it, it was just slowing everything down and just... Cl- and you could see that sort of flex, passing it and running, and then he's, he, he's having to wait while Bogle gets it on his other side. In fairness to Bogle, I thought he was one of our bigger threats still in that half. Mm. Um, didn't do anything spectacular, because I, as I said, he's like, having to come in all the time. But I'm nothing against Bollock, obviously, but I'm glad it was him who got injured and not Bogle, in, not just in hindsight, because I did feel that in an attacking sense, he was giving us more... Uh, even down that side than than George on the other. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the silver lining in the the Bullock injury, which arrived, uh, I believe, after they'd taken the lead. Actually, so there was a mm. there was a real uh, you know never rains but it pours kind of thing. Uh, while they said a tight hamstring afterwards, so hopefully nothing too serious. Although, yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's, it'd be interesting to know who the who starts against Chelsea now out of those two. But yeah, I was I was glad to see Bogle move over to the right, regardless. To be honest. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's interesting. You said about uh, 
they were going to make the change at half time. I wonder if they were going to take Bogle off then. I think they'd have taken Bogle off and put Low on. That, that, that's mm. my theory. But obviously, I don't know. But as I said, I'm glad it was the other way because, particularly in the second, even the first half. I mean, we all know Bogle's. He's so much like Kieran Freeman, I mm. think. Bogle. But he's a lot, lot younger, and he's. he's he, I think he's a better player. Mm. But. In, in the terms that his defensive side of the game is obviously not the best, and Derby fans said this before, and I expected that. But he's like a winger, isn't he, at times? Like, you know, three times in this game, he got, like, at the back post with a header. Mm. Yeah, and he's, he's done that pretty much every time I've seen him on the pitches. Yeah, and that's something you don't get from Baldock. Obviously, Baldock's far better defensively. You were playing Chelsea on Sunday. I'd rather have Baldock in there. But at, at the same time... You know, Bogle, I'm really impressed with when the ball goes across the air and you're like, oh, we nearly got an end of that. It's Bogle again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah for sure. You could see a um, a Kieran Freeman-esque season out of him, particularly in the championship, couldn't you? Like, uh, do you know what? Next season, if he played every game, let's say we sold George or whatever, and, and if we play every, if he plays every game, then, you know, he could. if we're in, if we're in a decent season, he could get 10 goals from that yeah, position. I was going to say, yeah, it's probably, probably set the over-under around 10, I reckon, yeah. From, yeah, he's only got three this season. He's only played about six games. So. <laughs> yeah, player of the uh, player of the season candidate at the minute. Um, Sharp had uh, one sort of chance in the box, right? It gets up really well for a header, but he cannot direct it goalwards. Spackman against him, I'd be disappointed. And I was like, he's to, like, he did really well. Cause he's, not, he's not like a big seven-foot striker. <laughs> yeah, he's to like, properly wrestle. I think it was Bartley who's... It's a pretty big unit at the back, in another. I thought Bartley were really good in the first half, actually. I was like, oh, because he were ending everything away. Yeah. And I was like, I know he's not that good. Come on. <laughs> he was, I know he was at the start of his career, but he was terrible for us on loan. Um, I, think... I actually thought he had a bit about him, Did to you? be honest. I don't mm. think, I mean, he were a bad team. Yeah, true. Kevin Blackwell again. I'm not going to put, I'm not going to blame him on that. Mickey Adams came in and sorted it out by getting rid of him and bringing, uh, ooh, Neil Collins in. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I once saw a match that had um, had Bartley, Nosworthy, maybe maybe Mark Bunning goal, and then like some other random on loan Might left Jordan back. Stewart probably aren't it left back? Oh yeah, that's right. Maybe a random loanee on it right. But I feel like it was like Palace away. Oh, oh, I remember that. Lost I lost one. one no, uh, reason, sorry, we're going on a tangent here, but I really remember that game. I might have said this on here before. Is that Andy Giddens' commentary where he goes and Sheffield United on the attack, then he's sort of mumbling on about it. And he's there. And I went, get in! Palace have scored! What? <laughs> we were on the attack, you didn't even mention that they had the ball! <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a tangent here, anyway. Uh, well, let's, well, there we go, talking of the opposition scoring. There we go, neat, neat segue out of that one. Um, I feel like we'd had a couple of warning shots on the counter-attack, haven't we, uh, from old, old Robbo. He had yeah. that one he puts wide on his left foot, which I uh, Ramsdale was more confident of than I was watching on TV. Big time. I thought that were in. I think he should have done a bit better, actually, Robinson, with that. Yeah, not a, not a great chance, but um, one he sort of made for himself, I suppose. And then the goal itself comes... Uh, I don't know what to say about this tackle from Norwood because I think if he slides in, it could be a real problem in terms of any contact he might get sent off. I think the problem with this is this is about the fourth time Norwood's done that similar sort of thing this season. Yeah. I don't, I've seen people say he bottled it. I don't think he bottled it. I think he's got lack of physicality and pace. He's, he can't go into a challenge in terms of... He, he can't make a challenge and then turn and if he loses it and, and get back because he's not got the pace. Mm-hmm. And he's not got the physicality to go in sort of hard, even if he's given a foul away without it looking like a, a dangerous tackle, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so, 
I think he's, he's misread the play. I think it's he is to blame. I think. I mean, Wilder went mad at him after. I don't know if you saw that as well. No, I didn't actually. Yeah, he cut to Wilder. He, Ollie Norwood! <laughs> and then obviously took him off at our time. But I think it's poor for him. I think I think he got himself into a situation where, like you say, if he goes in, he could have got sent off. But he's in that situation because of his own bad play. I personally think his bad positioning and stuff. Yeah, it's. I guess it just it, it is what it is, and it's not. Um... You know that, that he doesn't have that physical ability to make it up. I mean, it, he lost the fifty-fifty really early in the game as well. I, thought, I saw, and you're like, you know, you're looking at people like uh, I don't know. Um, you, I'm obviously not expecting him to be anywhere near as good as this. But say someone like Paul Pogba. I knew you were going to say the, Pogba. He's, well, just he's always the one, and who comes to mind. Kante is another one. Then we'll say him. Yeah, he's got that sort of pace and presence about him to sort of go into these tackles, and even if they lose him. They'll leave enough impact there without it sort of being a foul where the other player hasn't completely got away. Yeah. Come on, Ollie Norwood. Why can't you be as good as Kante and Pogba? Why, yeah, just be, just be Pogba, but <laughs> like, more professional. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's still a lot to do. It's not like he's you know missed a tackle on the edge of his box, is it? But uh, I guess... well, people, Billy Sharp lost the ball early doors as well, which people have overlooked. Yeah. Uh... That was poor from him. He's trying to hold it up and he loses it. So you know, there's a, there's a couple of people to blame. I thought Basham didn't do didn't cover himself in glory. Mm. <clears throat> He's like sort of showed he should have showed him on the other side. I felt he knows all about Robinson. And then obviously, uh, I suppose you want to talk about Ramsdale. Yeah, so it, it's interesting. This um, well, I found it interesting. So I'm going to talk about it. Um, yeah, you, I think you're absolutely right. Um, Basham should keep uh, Robinson on his left foot for sure, but it yeah. lets him turn his side far too easy. Robinson shoots. Ramsdale parries it. Uh, it's Dianya, Dianya, isn't it? The the new striker. Yeah, that's right. The new guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he shoots on the rebound. Ramsdale pushes it away. It goes to uh, Matt Phillips, who uh, knocks it into the net. My initial reaction was Ramsdale should have done better from the initial shot. Like, you know, it never looks good when a keeper pushes it back into the danger area. Yeah. But then you see it again, uh, and you know, I, I challenge my own opinion. I guess. I, well, I was surprised you put it because I, I said to you because I can't believe people are blaming Ramsdale, and you went, mm, "I'm not sure about this." But I don't, I don't blame him for this personally. I think it's just a, it's a split second sort of shot. I understand what people are saying; you push it away or whatever. But you know, there's like two bodies around him and stuff like that. I think it's a bit harsh. I don't know what else he could have done. Looking at it again, if he pushes it, um, you know, too wide of goal to his left, then um, Phillips is going to tap it in anyway, exactly. or it might be an own goal. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm all right with it, really. You know, you push it out into an area where it becomes a 50-50, but that's probably a, an optimal option versus yeah, pushing yeah, it yeah. along your own goal line. And obviously, the, the priority is to make the save at all. And it's you know, it's not like um, it's not like he had sort of 20 yards of, of space in front of him to no. line it up or anything like that. I think it, I think it's harsh. I've seen. I mean, obviously, everyone's got their opinions and stuff. I've seen people say it's his fault, and fair enough. But I, I, I now. For me, I'm not saying no. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying no goalkeeper would have done better, but I think it's, you know, there's a lot of things that happen up and leading up to it, and I think it's not a, you know, it's not an error for me. Yeah. It's just possibly could have. Done. I mean, we've said this about Ramsdale all season. In fairness, aren't we? Like there's goals here, like same where you think possibly could have done better, but none of them have sort of wow, what's he doing? Yeah, yeah. Um... And maybe this is another one of those, but I think it's a bit harsh having to go. I mean, he did well to get up and obviously make the second, which is unfortunate because I think Campadu's going to just kick that away. I know they? that was that was just typical of him. I think he makes a brilliant save on the rebound. Pushes it to Matt Phillips when he's got Ampadu stood behind him. It probably would have cleared it, as you said. You can. Yeah. Did you uh, did you hear Egan's reaction? 
I didn't. <laughs> it's, it's funny now that we've won the game, but when uh, when Ramsdale makes the second save and he's laid on the floor, you can Egan go, you hear Egan go, no, because he because <laughs> <laughs> he sees that Anthony was going to clear it, and he's like stood there with his arms out, like no, I can't believe you've saved that and pushed it to the other guy. Save it, but yeah, well, so that's, you can't blame him for that. That's just obviously the reaction. Yeah, and stuff. yeah. Uh, Billy Sharp's second goal. I don't know if you're seeing this. Where I'm sure it's Egan. Obviously, Egan's the one who sets it up, mm. and he just shouts, "Billy Sharp!" <laughs> so, Does like, he really? <laughs> what at what point after he scored? No, just as he's about to hit it, he's like, "There's Billy Sharp!" Like as if you know, he hit it. <laughs> yeah, getting a bit of bit of commentary in. Yeah, um, it should be commentary. It'd be good that. No, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it is. It's pretty funny, as I said. If anyone's not not seen it, it's the. Watch the uh, on this goal. Watch the after. Watch the Sheffield United way. Mm. Um, and Hal's doing the. Um, they, they did a, a watch along. Mm. We didn't watch at the time, but I watched a bit back after. He's, <laughs> he's going. Uh, well, there's only one team was looking like scoring here. Uh, Sheffield United playing, and it's one 0 West Brom. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is Goldbridge. Commentator's curse. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. So we um, we go in one uh, 0 down at half time and. Looking very down in the dumps. I mean, just frustrating that we'd, um, you know, after after the good play that we've had in the last month, it was like, oh, we've just reverted yeah. back to what we were for the rest of the season. And um, you and I were discussing, I mean, I was saying, I, I think we should change at half time. Like, I don't totally know what, but I want to see something change. Cause... I wasn't impressed with the change at half time initially. I thought, I'm not sure if that's what we needed, but it did, I, I thought it did work. So again, Mm. Wilder knows more than me, shock horror. But I was thinking more sort of, I mean, I, I don't really know what I thought, to be completely honest. I really don't, because we were that slow. I think Dids in midfield were obviously going to be the thing, but I wasn't sure about McBurney up front. I'd have maybe have gone for Brewster. Mm. Yeah, so I, I was surprised to see Norwood go off. Um, yeah, yeah. Because the usual thing is obviously uh, Basham goes off, but... Good de- That's what I thought were going to happen, good, and I'm glad it didn't. Good decision not to, I think. So yeah, McBurney yeah. comes on, and um, I, I mean the the split between the first and the second half was just incredibly stark, wasn't it? And yeah, I think you you have to credit a lot of that to this shape change and 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 how McBurney played. I mean, he he wasn't perfect by any means. You know, he gave the ball away plenty of times and was um, you know quite slow in possession a lot, but. He was he was a real handful for them, and and in the yeah. best possible way, not in a you know big lump winning lots of headers way. He was it, it was almost like we we're playing with two number tens um, behind Sharp with with McBurney and McGoldrick because he was dropping deep so often and popping up in all these sort of dangerous areas and helping create these mm-hmm. overloads. And I think that really helped us just completely pin them back. I mean, they had like. You know they had like ten players inside their penalty area at various times. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, I mean, I, I would be disgusted if I was a West Brom fan with that second half. To be honest, because yeah, I would have been. You won a lot. We're obviously long confidence still, even though we've won a few games and just hold it out. And you know, put. Re- I mean, obviously, I'm not a West Brom fan, but I'm sort of like sort of quite angry for for them because <laughs> of sort of how I really did think they were awful, West Brom. And every time I've seen them, they've been poor this season, to be honest. Yeah, I think if anyone... And these loans, this is the thing where... I don't know if you want to come on to transfers and stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, but... we can do it at the end, yeah. Yeah, but just on the West Brom thing, they've spent, apparently according to their website, according to the forums, they spent £10 million on Monday mm. on loan fees. And you're thinking, why? <laughs> yeah. 
Why indeed? Um, yeah, did, did you think this change? What did you think of McBurney's uh, half? I, as you said, I think you said it really well there. I don't think McBurney himself was absolutely fantastic, but I think the change and his presence and his work rate and him just being a nuisance like he is made a big difference. I thought McBurney were a bit sluggish, which is understandable. He's not played for ages, but I think he, he did enough to warrant sort of the, the uh, praise for turning it around. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and we get the equaliser, which... Yeah, it, it felt like it was coming at this point because we basically yeah. just camped inside their penalty area. We were still a bit sort of... Um, you know. Yeah, you say it felt like it was coming. I didn't because just because I'm a United fan and I'm mm-hmm. thinking, we could be here all day. We could, we could, I said, I said to you, we could be here till the championship fixture next season and still not score. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did You did indeed say that. And, and <laughs> this is, I think, the first time we're going to say his name on this podcast, but Chris Basham, take a bow. This is... Uh, Beautiful. This is going to be up there with his masterpieces. I think this performance. <laughs> yeah. I think. I think before this, um, so it was in the second half. So definitely kicking towards the cop. But there was there was clearly a point where Basham just sort of <laughs> went. Do you know what? Forget this. <laughs> I'm off. I'm, yeah. I've got the ball in my own half. I'm just going. <laughs> he just dribbled past three of their players, and then he yeah. he played a slightly heavy pass out to the wing to McBurney. And I was thinking, I just that was funny that because he did that brilliant play for me, and then he just classic Basham. <laughs> that pass was overhit by a bit. <laughs> this classic Basham, why he's playing for us and not someone better. Unbelievable. What I mean, I thought first half we were all right. But the second half. Almost a 10 on 10, I think, that performance, second half from Basham. He was sensational and has a, a, a major hand in um, in setting up this first goal. Um, Did you laugh at this goal? Because <laughs> I was laughing made off from Basham at this point. To oh, no, I was. I, again, I wanted him to keep going to, to shoot. I thought the. Uh, the... I was shouting shoe, but I was like, why is he spinning round? Where are they going? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sharp, um, sharp hooks over a good ball. Um, really good, because that's what we needed as well, because before that we were passing, 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 mm. and we weren't sort of getting... A, a brilliant from Sharp just to get that early ball in and just, just goes to show, you know what I mean, that those early balls are, are really dangerous. Well, that and committing a lot of men in the box. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Basham's the first one that picks it up, obviously, from, from centre-back. You've got Bogle ahead of him from uh, from yeah. right wing-back. Basham goes on a little, uh, a little amble, switches it onto his left foot, and it... It draws all four defenders to Basham. Like they all go to block a left footed shot from him. And he ends mm. up sort of knocking it back to Bogle, who, what a great finish this is on his left foot. And he's, yeah. it, it's behind him. He has to like reach behind him almost to, to swing his foot through this and just swish it into the net with, um, yeah, Johnson having no chance of seeing it. He's, yeah. And like I say, they're, they're blaming Johnson for this, but I think he, he takes it so early and it's quite unexpected, really. Mm. It's it really it's a surprise shot. I was surprised when it hit the net. I, I, mm. I just thought, how is he even going to shoot from there? And, you know, I've sort of I've, I've watched it back loads because I, I wanted to sort of uh, just just watch the effect that Basham has, I suppose. And yeah. there's like, you know, there's Flex stood there, McBurney stood there for a pullback. You got Lundstrom on the edge of the box. Bogle's like, no, I'm, I'm just going to have a go at this. And. Yeah, credit, yeah. credit to him. I mean, that, I think really do think those Kieran Freeman parallels are, are quite apt, to be honest. Yeah, just the mm-hmm. way he does seem to just keep popping up in these goal-scoring positions and chancing his arm. I mean, we've cried out for that all season, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, and this is what I said with, with Baldock. He's, he's a different player. Um, I don't think he scores that goal. Mm. 
Yeah, potentially not. I, it, it, very few would just take... I think there's very few players who would take a shot from that position, as in nah. re, re, his physical position relative to the ball. There's, yeah, there's maybe yeah, only yeah. like Sharp would have tried to shoot from there, I think. So, yeah, yeah good uh, good goal-scoring instincts. And um, I, I thought, okay, that's it now. We're going to knock these over. And then, of course, they go immediately yeah. down the other end and have... Oh, this was so United. I just... I, <laughs> cause, but as the ball came in, I thought, well, that's a goal, yeah. obviously. So what, even like in that split second, I sort of processed in my mind how angry I was going to be <laughs> <laughs> after that I'd gone in, if you know what I mean. I was going to be like, well, you've just got into the game, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was um, I was preemptively angry at the thought of not beating West Brom, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great ball from Phillips out there, I have to admit. That's a fantastic cross in from him. I really like him. I I mean, I don't know if his level is probably upper championship, but yeah, he's a he was brilliant for us on loan, and I was hoping um, I was hoping we'd get him back at some point. But I thought you were their best player in the entire game. I thought you were really good first off, mm. obviously fair second off, but again created the best chance. So yeah, he's a he's a brilliant crossing, and and exactly like you, as soon as that cross goes in, I thought ah, that's uh, that's two one West Brom. Robinson yeah. smashes it at goal and Ramsdale somehow repels it with a should have held it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's another one I've watched uh, I watched on the ultra slow mo just to make sure like it, and it hits him on the arm so it's like a yeah. you can't even say oh you know it was just smashed straight at him. It, it's a real No, cuz I, I even actually did see someone cuz people just like having to go at Ramsdale for some reason because <laughs> well you know straight at him I think anyone could have saved it. It's like no okay, he made himself big. It's a proper save. He's a properly good save. I, it would have been offside anyway I think but obviously Typical Ramsdale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you, you... I'm glad the highlights are showing it because normally, with it being offside, they don't normally show those. I'm glad he's got the recognition of everyone seeing that save. Yeah, you say that it, it probably was offside, but VAR and offsides, like I, I don't know what's. Uh, I can't tell what's offside and not anymore. With my, uh... did you see the Southampton one yesterday? I did, and that's exactly what I mean. Like, and I've seen several. Nobody others. wants to see that get allowed, do they? <laughs> Well, no, they don't. But also, it's it's hard. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I can't remember which other game it was. I feel like it might have been Brighton or something like that. But there was a uh, maybe it was Southampton and Villa actually at the weekend. But oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. There's yeah. been ones where I've looked at and been like, well, it's clearly uh, it's clearly onside. You can see the defender is oh, he's clearly offside. Sorry, it's like obvious. Yeah. And then it goes the other way, and you just like I don't understand. I don't understand the the angles, the mathematics of how you've arrived at that decision. Yeah. So. I've been really unlucky, Southampton, because obviously that, that was the game before, weren't it, for him? Uh, it was, the, yeah. Yeah, where they should have been. Uh, I saw um, <clears throat> everyone's going mad about Mike Riley for his decision against... We've talked a lot about Southampton this game, but uh, about his decision yesterday, so many Man United fans saying, well, we got shafted last week against Sheffield United when Billy Sharp... I saw someone put Billy Sharp rugby tackled our goalkeeper. For God's sake. Yeah, Mike... Uh... <laughs> let it go. It's the first decision that's ever gone against you. <laughs> Mike Dean, not Mike Riley, but uh, he's ult- sorry, ult- sorry, ultimately course, yeah. responsible yeah. Mike Riley. Um, yeah, yeah I, I did see earlier Southampton have asked that... Uh, Mike Dean and Lee Mason never officiate their games again. I was like, oh, I didn't know that was an option. <laughs> like, oh, when do we that. sign? We'll every ref, we'll have them all. We'll just yeah. have Uriah Rene doing ours. <laughs> <laughs> come, come out of retirement just to do our <laughs> games. Brilliant. <laughs> I didn't expect his name to pop up on this. Um, yeah, they have been unlucky. But anyway, yes, yeah, so it, my initial reaction was, uh, yeah, Robinson's offside. Like, had he scored, VAR probably would have ruled it out. I don't want 100% commit to that being the case. 
with uh with the history of VAR in the Premier League because um yes yeah, yeah, yeah. my my eyes have been deceiving me it turns out all these years mm-hmm. um and then uh, it Wilder was about to make a, another masterstroke of a substitution and remove Sharp from the field of play for uh, for <laughs> Rian Brewster but fortunately <laughs> he did not do this and um yet again we owe a lot to Chris Basham here um. I really, the the amount of times that Basham does this, is, I feel like he does it two or three times a game where he does that. Is he's got like two defenders blocking the route to a through ball down the side, and he still mm. gets and it. He manages to, to go through every single yeah. time. I, I could just never see him like just chip it into the defender or anything. He uh, he slips mm. it through to Fleck, who has a little bit of a dribble. Then he rolls it with a back heel for um, Basham, whips in a cross, takes a deflection. Uh, Egan goes in for a challenge. Comes to Billy Sharp. Who else? Who else do you want on the end of that? And he it just unbelievable. stabs it Absolutely in. Absolutely unbelievable. Remarkable what this this man has done for Sheffield United. It's, it's, it's so good I to just, see. I mean, the goal goes in, and, and everyone, obviously it's a split-second thing. You don't really know who it is. And you're like, obviously it's Billy Sharp. You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> and it's not a coincidence. I, I can't believe that he's still banging goals in at Premier League level. Nothing to do with his ability or anything. It's just we're a poor side. Yeah. And he's still, you know, I just it's inc- what a story because what four years ago he would gone down to League One level. This is not a young lad who were sort of on his way up like the rest of them, like O'Connell or even Fleck were in his twenties. He was thirty or whatever when he came to us yeah. the first time around. Uh, the, sorry, the third time around when we were in League One. What a story that is to come all the way, but and he's still banging goals in. Billy Sharp scores goals. It'd be hilarious to see. I'd, I'd love to do a sort of run a simulated reality where he's playing. 38 games for Man City or something. Yeah, I'd love to know how many goals he'd score. Like, we have no way of answering this. What, uh, what would you say? I, I think he'd get at least 15. Yeah, I really I think. I think that's about right, yeah. Which is mad, really. They should sign him. <laughs> <laughs> £400 million striker, Billy Sharp. <laughs> I did. Uh, oh, yeah, I was going to mention this at the top, but now we've talked about the, uh, the two goals, actually. Um, I did like... That the um, so the, the players that get us up to the line of Derby's eleven points record, if not over it yet, one is uh, the striker who was apparently linked with a loan move to Derby in January. Although I don't know how much nonsense that was, and uh, the other goal scorer, of course, was signed from Derby. So uh, yeah, we're... well, uh, on Bogle, obviously that second goal sort of came from a cut recycled corner, didn't it? Sort of we. It, it, the corner got cleared, and, and that's why Egan's in the area. That's right, um, yeah. and that that corner was created again by Bogle having a shot from inside the area where you probably wouldn't have expected him to have a shot, and yeah, he got yeah. deflected for a, for a corner. So, yeah, absolutely spot on. Um, yeah, just a, a a great instinctive finish from Sharp, and I think I just want to just talk a little bit here about um, the senior players generally, of which he obviously mm-hmm. is one. I mean. You know, I, I think a major reason we're in this hole is because, you know, most of our old guard is probably going a bit far. But, you know, the players who've been here for a yeah. long time, yeah, yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. poor most yeah, of the season. Yeah, I agree completely. Everyone's pointing fingers at Ramsdale and, and Brewster and uh, Max Lowe, you know, and, and saying, oh, you know, these are bad signings. It, it, we shouldn't have been, whatever you think about, those are signings. We shouldn't have been bottom of the league by the points. That, that is all down to the senior players. Yeah, That's nothing to do with these players coming in. That's your Stevens, your Norwoods and Flex and whatever. You're just not having the seasons, anything like the seasons that they did the year before. 
And I thought Flight were phenomenal. I actually thought Flight were better than Basham in this game, which no one agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> but my uh, my overall point is that, yeah, that, that core has, uh, has been underperforming for the majority of the season. Yeah. But now that we're tu- now that the results are turning around, it's because of that core. It's because yeah, of yeah. of Basham and Fleck and Sharp and several others that have like Norwood as well. They've all. Yeah. This is the team that we should have seen all season, I think. And I, I don't know. I I, I, I don't know what the long term, uh, the rest of the season looks like. But let's say the best probable best case scenario, we get to like thirty points or something like that. There will be a tinge of frustration that uh, it took us half a season to yeah. to get it going, I suppose. But I'd rather get it going than not get it going. And yeah, I'd rather finish on thirty-seven points and go down on the last. I, I would have. <laughs> I'm saying that, but just purely from like a, a point of view of, I'd rather go down on the highest points total we can get, even if that's frustrating, because it just goes to show that I think it is genuine. I think you could point to it as proof that we are good enough to be in the Premier League, mm-hmm. but. We just had a, a ridiculously bad start, yeah. which is, is basically thrown us. But that, surely for the season after that, got to give players the confidence to say we can go again. You know, because this is my worry. When I was saying after the Palace game, you know, get rid of Fleck, Norwood, Stevens if we can, you know, have a rebuild. That was because I thought they'd gone. I thought they were never going to be able to compete at this level again because they just looked like they'd completely gone as players, basically at that mm. level. Now. That's given me hope that they can come back and, and play well again. Certainly Fleck with his performances. Yeah. And obviously we found out since our last pod that he was playing with two broken bones in his back. Yeah, so no wonder it's so, taken yeah, a while. Yeah, like I said to you, we'll probably find out that Norwood went blind in, <laughs> in May. <laughs> That's why it sums up his performances as well early in the season. But... Yeah, I think, uh, but you know what I mean? I think that, that that's this has got to be in confidence. Like, we could get back here that one last shot again. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's uh, it's it's gratifying to see because I was so confident that these players, you know, were good players. This wasn't just mm. like, we not just fluked our way to ninth last season. No. And no, it was no, no. strange how they were all playing badly at the same time, but they were. And I do, I really, really believe the last month we have seen something closer to reality with this squad I think and that is as you said at the top you know it's probably still one of the three worst teams in the league just in the you know with the injuries we haven't been able to absorb the depth we don't have a lot of the individual quality that um, other teams do but yeah it's it's closer to what it should be I think and it's it's great to see these these players that we rightfully talked about as legends putting Mm. in these kind of performances and just giving us something to I don't know. I guess some people can can cling to it as a bit of hope, but it's it's making me smile. It's making me much happier. Yeah, and this is the thing. I, I don't think any. I think at the beginning of the season, if I'd have said we're, we're going to go down, you're going to last disappointed after that. But I don't think it has to be a disaster. Yep. And it was looking like a, a complete disaster, you know, just last month. And now it's looking like it could be. And this sounds like so defeatist and sort of like negative. It looks like it could just be a normal relegation, which is. <clears throat> just a world away from what we thought it were going to be. And it's, it's absolutely, you know, clubs like ours, our size, I think everyone outside the top six or seven from like Everton downwards have got a chance of going down. You know, Villa went down, Southampton will end up going down one day, Burnley will end up going... Teams go down of our size, that's just what happens. Mm. It's not a disaster, but to go down in the way that we were going with this player was just horrible to watch. And now, you know, I'm enjoying it again. If we go down, 
I'm thinking, right, next season, looking pretty good. Yeah, a nice, healthy, normal relegation. That's... Please, yeah, just nice, normal, 30 points relegation. <laughs> Give it my... <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and then the having that sort of uh, the bedrock of the senior players um, doing their jobs, I suppose, is... You know, then we've got a couple of the younger players who've really, you know, put their hand up as well. Bogle and Ampadu, particularly, I think. You know, in the last. I'd like to shout out when you talk about younger players. I thought Max Lowe's best performance yesterday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that. Actually. It wasn't perfect. I, I stick to you at half time because he had an awful first half when he first came on. His first, and he the first two things it. he did was just like, here you go, you have the ball. Oh, I was just, and I think it takes you because I, I was in such a bad mood. I was like, oh, he's just a bad footballer. He's not good enough. And then second half, in fairness to him, I think he's all right going forward. I think defensively, we might a bit like Bogle might struggle in that sense. But two really good crosses before he did a cos look and then <laughs> into, the, into the stand. But yeah, really. Uh, Nice to see the because you'd hope next season we'll have more possession, hmm. and it was nice to see him play in a team with possession and show what he can do a bit more. I think. Yeah, no, he uh, he he did indeed do well. Uh, I think he had the joint most chances created out of all our players. I think yeah, with two yeah. So hmm. Lundstrom, Fleck, and McBurney and Lowe all had two chances created. So yeah, those those two good crosses, I guess. So yeah, he was um, it was it was good from him. Uh, I don't know whether he'll play against Chelsea or if we'll have someone else back. Because um, obviously he had an absolute mare against Chelsea, but then yeah, so yeah, did pretty yeah, much yeah. the rest of the team. And that's uh, well, it's a different a different Chelsea now, I suppose. And it, we'll see we'll see what happens yeah. there with that yeah, one. Yeah. Um, how were you were you worried at all that we were uh, not going to see this game out? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's just because it's Sheffield United rather than anything West Brom are doing. Mm. I just thought we're obviously going to Snodgrass is bound to score. Just when? <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. There was. They didn't really didn't do anything, did they? After, to be fair, not that I can think of. No, there, there was one. Uh, I think it's Pereira as like a first time shot from <laughs> the edge of the area, which I was very relieved to see him put well away because Fleck was nowhere near him. Yeah, um, it would have been a fantastic strike if he'd scored from it, but. Yeah, that that one made me sort of like, uh, yeah, grit my teeth a little bit in uh, yeah. in dread. But no, I, I thought we uh, we we managed the game out really well. I thought, um, yeah, Burke comes on and uh, he didn't really have the opportunity to do much, but I've got a shout out that magnificent first touch on the on the touchline. Did that have you mm. doing your little uh, Ali G? Yeah, thing? yeah. When he did that touch, I were doing my Ali G. I'm doing it now. <laughs> uh, I was doing that. I, I love that. What a touch. Like, beautiful. Yeah, that was uh, was good. It's a shame he couldn't get in to, uh, to score a goal. See, I, I sent you that thing, didn't he? He's had the, um, he has the most sprints per 90 minutes of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. any forward yeah. in the Premier League this season. Um, old Burke. He, he never stops moving. So, yeah. There were a bit where Bernie got the ball and he were messing about with it. And I went, just send it to the fast man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all you need to do. Yeah. Um, there was one heart in mouth, one of the heart in mouth moments is where Ampadu just, uh, he went on a basham and then ran oh, into a blind alley yeah. and lost it. So, yeah. It was, what a foul this is, by the way. <laughs> it is a great foul. Yeah, it was It was less Ampadu, more Ampadon't with that one. It was a proper, yeah, just yeah. like, can you not do that, mate, please? But then. <laughs> Fleck with an incredibly smart rugby tackle um, because he got to him quick. He, he got to him before it was in a dangerous area. You know, the guy hadn't dribbled to like 20 yards out or anything like that, had he? And it, it just ended up being a sort of standard free kick about 40 yeah. yards out central. So, yeah, that was, that was you know, I, I, I like a smart foul when it goes in our favour, to be honest. And, yeah, yeah, a yellow card is definitely worthwhile in that one. But, yeah, I... Um, 
I guess I was nervous just in terms of like, oh, I'm just going to be so, even though it doesn't really matter that much, I'm going to be so devastated if we don't win this from yeah, there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just thought West Brom was so limited. And of course, they got Bartley up front at the end. And yeah. I was dismissing people on S2 before the game. Like people saying, oh, I'm so nervous. Like, ah, what are you nervous about? We're both going down. <laughs> then at the end, I'm like having an heart attack. Like, <gasps> so I pull the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such such a relief when the full time whistle blows. And yeah, as I said, we've now got more wins than West Brom and Fulham. And uh, yeah. yeah, it's three wins now in the league and eleven points, and everything just feels much better. It's great. It feels like mm-hmm. we can have a nice, enjoyable end to the season. Hopefully, obviously, it just it doesn't feel anymore like we're completely out of his depth. It's I'm, like I've said before, I'm absolutely fine. I'd have been fine last season if we'd have got relegated and put up a fight like we are doing now. I don't think relegation... We're obviously... Everyone knows we're ahead of schedule. Everyone knows we don't have the depth. The relegation thing is not something I will criticise the club for because everything points to the fact that we should be relegated in terms of wages and transfer budgets and everything and where we've come from and where we've been for so long. But just... We look like we're going down in an awful way and now we look like we could be going down not as a laughing stock to the point where, because the start was so bad, if we end up finishing third bottom, I think we'll get a lot of praise for that. Mm. I think that's and it's so I mean yeah little like targets for the rest of the season now with we we're level with Derby get over that line get over 11 mm. then get to 20 but I I really would I do think finishing uh 19th is you know that should be our next target but yeah I, I mean it feels like we're as likely to finish 18th as we are 19th at the moment I don't think, I think Fulham are all right well I've seen Fulham they're a lot better than I thought they would be I think they'll go down Mm. I think it might be a bit difficult to catch them purely because I don't know. We're obviously they've got two games in hand on us, aren't they? Yeah, they're right. the sort of team that I, they, they pick up a lot of draws for them. Um, I, I was I was surprised to see that they'd only won two games. I thought they'd got like yeah. four or something like that. Yeah, um, I suppose it might come down to when we play them in a couple of weeks. So that could be the one that we've got a chance of. You know, if we get if we beat them um, and we close that gap on them, I mean. Another thing is that we're really weird because we're bottom, but we seem to be coming up with a bit of momentum while, let's say we beat Fulham, their heads are down and they're mm. going to be in the sort of position we were two months ago where you're thinking, well, we're down. You know, yeah. West Brom now will be thinking, well, that's us finished. Yeah. You know, we've sort of overcome that. We've been there. <laughs> like We're going the other way. So if we finish third bottom, 32 points, it'd be really frustrating. But I think that we'll get a lot of praise from that from a lot of people saying, hang on, these guys came back from like the worst literally the worst start ever yeah. and became sort of the team that came closest to staying up out of the three i think third from bottom is a definite target yeah I, I, certainly i would be saying this but i could see other people being like well you know they they got shafted by the fact it was a pandemic and yeah know, if only they'd had crowds in and had all the injuries and the bad luck and all this i'm yeah, like yeah, yeah this yeah. is good i'm just Keep keep going. I saw an Orange fan about this actually on Twitter saying um, Sheffield United, the act like their only team has got no fans in. Their fans aren't even that good. Like you've got goal music, mate. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't give me any of that. <laughs> goal music and Delia. Um, yeah, because yeah, I mean, you know, just talking about that sort of uh, the momentum and the attitude stuff. I mean, I, this is why I'm so sort of gratified to hear this kind of like, what's the worst that can happen? Like we should feel free by. Uh, situation now there's mm. you know we were saying it months ago it's like it can't get worse so you know, almost literally can't get worse we have two points from 19 games or whatever what would it have been like 16 games 17 games something like that yeah um and it i guess it took a little longer for that attitude to become public but yeah certainly going on wilder's words and the freedom 
and ambition we played with in the second half. It's obviously uh, mm. it's obviously getting through, which is um, is good to see. Um, yeah. Anything else from the game you want to mention, or should we just quickly talk transfers and? I think uh, we've pretty much. I think you know we've pretty much done it. I don't. I think there's only Norwood really who I can sort of point and say probably weren't his best or you know could have done a bit better. I think the rest of them were really good. To be honest, I think no one below a seven out of ten. Yeah, it was uh, certainly the second half. We got it, got it going, and um, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I just feel, I feel good with that midfield at the moment. I think Fleck, mm. Fleck is just just seem to be getting better almost every game, um, or certainly. Uh, up to a very high level the last three or four games, I think now. Yeah. Um, I think Lundstrom has made a big difference coming back in. And, uh, he has, yeah. As much as Norwood wasn't, wasn't... I don't think he was atrocious in this game. Just a couple of moments of like, that's, yeah. that's what you do sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely made things better. So, yeah, I, I just thought last night, just to kind of round off this game, I guess, it was just an interesting comparison between the two off-field philosophies of of these two clubs. Um, you touched on it earlier. Obviously, we um, quite quite publicly early on, I think, sort of said, you know, nobody's nobody's come in and nobody's leaving. Initially, the, the initial chat was uh, we're looking at two lone players. And then I think as the month went on, it was like, well, no, we're just not going to sign anyone now. And yeah, yeah. nobody's leaving either. Although, as it happens, two goalkeepers got on loan in um, yeah. Eastwood and Verips. Um and West Brom, on the other hand, as you said, have uh, have rolled the dice um, quite expensively. So there was uh, who is it? It's on Maitland Niles. It's uh, Diane as well, um, and someone else who I can't remember who it is. But yeah, some, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. But yeah, quite expensive loans. And then you look at you know we were linked with Jesse Lingard, which was the I think if I could have picked a player from the Premier League that I thought was a <laughs> the worst possible mm-hmm. fit in terms of need for this team. So strange, that link. It probably would have been him, but apparently it was a legitimate link. He goes to West Ham, who are paying, I think it's a one and a half million loan fee, and then they're picking up all of his £100,000 a week wages as well. How do you feel about the fact we haven't signed anybody? Fine. And I've argued with people like this. Not argued, to be fair, online. I just think I think we are down, and I think I, I don't know if you heard the prince this morning on uh, Talksport. He summed it up exactly how I felt. To be fair, he, he basically said we've got to look at this logically, not emotionally. Mm. And you know, are we going to be wasting our money on, on three loan signings, two loan signings that we're going to be paying for? It's dead money. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's so unlikely that we're going to get out of it. Realistically, that it is dead money because you can't buy anyone permanent in this transfer window. Because that's just, I mean, look around. I think there's been one permanent deal in the Premier League, and that's that Ben Davis, isn't it? Mm. To Liverpool. Nothing's happening permanently, so it's loans only. And like I say, it's dead money to me. I think we are going down. So, what, that, I'm not, you know, I don't know if you can save money for the season after. I don't know if it works like that, but you could do what West Brom have done and lob 10 million a completely doomed project. Yeah, this. I would be concerned if I was a West Brom fan uh, with what they've done this season. They are, in fairness. A lot of them are saying it's short-termism above you know, having a, a plan. And I think we've got a plan. And I think the plan is, yeah, we, you know, we're, we're going to go down. We've had a terrible start. We're bottom of the league. Let's just regroup, see what happens. You know what I mean? Then we've got a bit... What's the point? I don't see the point. Yeah. And Realistically, who's gonna, let's say we've got Nathan Miles... It's a left back. We don't need him anyway. But let's say we're a midfielder or whatever. Is that really going to change our season to that point? I don't think it will. Yeah, I don't. I mean, the other thing is suddenly, like, 
At, at what position are we trying to sign someone? I mean, they need to be. Uh, I mean, midfield's the obvious need. Mid- but, midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you could say left centre half, but you can't drop Ampadu at the moment. So yeah, I mean, but a, but a, a midfielder comes in and they'd be a backup at the moment. And would yeah. they want would they want to come here and be a backup? I, I I doubt it. For you know, what otherwise, what's the point of coming on loan at all? So. Yeah, I, I'm all right with it as well. I, I guess would you would you slash did you feel the same maybe two weeks ago? As soon as we sort of lost to, I, I think I've been saying it for a while. I, I, I've said all the way through. I don't know when I started saying it, but I've said like, you know, did this window just use it to sort of get offload players that we don't want in terms? I mean, obviously, Lundstrom's ended up staying mm. mainly out of necessity and, and the fact that no one seems to have come in for him. I've not wanted to sign anyone for ages because I think it's completely... Unless we can get someone from the Championship or, or, or whoever, a Premier League on a, on a permanent basis, I just think it's totally dead money. I don't see the point of a loan signing just so you can get to maybe 25 points and go down. Yeah, I think that would be the only reason, wouldn't it? Is if you're like, we just want to avoid a disgrace, and yeah, we, you know, this player will maybe get us three more points or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right with it as well, to be honest. The thing is, if we go down by sort of, I don't know, two points, then people might turn around and say, if only we'd have gambled, mm-hmm. you know. And I understand that there is that risk of sort of, but I, I, I think it's a bigger risk gambling now yeah. with five, six, seven million pound, or whatever it costs for a couple of loan signings, then. Then you know we're going to have sort of new signings, if you like, coming back next month for Burger and stuff like that. I think Osborne and Stevens are back. Squad's getting back to like some sort of level of competition and stuff. I, nah, I'm not having it. Yeah, the I guess the other side of it is the managerial side because West Brom, obviously, um, you know, Billich leads them to promotion, which I, I don't know how much credit he deserves for that. Like certainly some credit, but you know, mm-hmm. they really limped over the line. Yeah, they did. Um, and then they, you know, sack him after about I think about fifteen games. It was at the start of December, I believe. They've they've not improved under Allardyce. So I looked at the um, the underlying numbers. The defense is pretty much as bad now as it was when Billich was in charge, and they're not yeah, scoring. I think it's worse, isn't it? I think I think it was. It might have been very slightly worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on a xG against basis, and and then what happens next season is is Allardyce. I don't know. Does he have a contract beyond the end of next season? But you just. Mm-hmm. You've just blown up the good stuff that's come before it, and, and yeah. yeah, this is just why I. This is this kind of scenario is why I really wanted us to stick with Wilder, even though it was terrible. Yeah, just yeah. take your lumps and you know hope hope he figures it out uh, soon enough to salvage something from this season. But if not, he's going to be the best person to try and get you uh, promoted next season. Whereas. Allardyce, I don't know if he'll even stick it out. Never mind whether he'll be there. Well, look at the three who's come down. Uh, Norwich had an awful season, kept with Farker, top of the league by about seven points, or whatever it is, from third place, or whatever it is. Hmm. Watford have a three, five managers, is it, in, in, in a they year now? sacked whoever they started this yeah. season with, didn't they? Yeah, so they've crazy. just lost the QPR at home. They're not doing anything. They might, they might still go up in the playoffs or whatever, but automatic looks long off. And then Bournemouth have just sacked the manager as well. And, they, you know... It, there's got to be something said for doing, you know, sticking, not not panicking basically, and sticking with your manager even if you go down. Yeah, indeed. So yeah, I, I feel um, you know not to read too much into one result, and obviously West Brom 
as we record, are still above us in the table by virtue of the point they got against Fulham at the weekend. But yeah, I, I feel that uh, if you're holding this up as a, like I said, a referendum on the merits of the two clubs' approaches to what is probably a doomed season for both of us, I feel like we're on the right side of this one. And uh, mm. yeah, I'd, I'd much rather be, <laughs> just not to uh, do a Bolton chairman here, but I'd much rather be in our position than West Brom, <laughs> even yeah, though they are yeah, above yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. It sounds a bit strange, but uh, but there you go. Um, mentioned Ampadu several times. Unfortunately, he cannot yeah. play against Chelsea, which is a. I realised that last night. Someone put the team up for the Chelsea game, and I'm like, "Where's Ampadu?" That's <laughs> a, a real embuggerance, that one. Because um, yes. although I've... Osborne and Stevens are back, I believe. Yeah. So who goes to centre back then? You've either got Stevens or King Kean, I think. Yeah. Well, they go with Brian. I think if he's fit, I don't think he's. Done anything particularly wrong, has he? It'd be interesting. I don't really want. I don't want Brian and Lowe at wing back and centre half against Chelsea. That's mm-hmm. the only thing. I think I play Osborne or Stevens at, at left wing back if we're going to bring Keen Brian in. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Uh, I'd like, but I, I'm going to assume Bulldog's not going to be risked regardless on Saturday, yeah. uh, Sunday rather. So yeah, it's a big like... FA Cup one on Wednesday, isn't it? So it is, which is great. More, uh, you know, uh, even if you know. Uh, Tommy tickles Chelsea turn up and and passes to death as they uh, they seem to want to do at the minute. Yeah, um, we've got a nice winnable game coming up after that, and hopefully the so that takes into the quarterfinals, right? If we won that one, I got that right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Quarterfinals after that, and as, we, as we've seen, we can beat absolutely anybody apart from Man City now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's very true. But yeah, Ampadu is going to be a miss. He had, um, you know, uh, he he is on a. A really good run of form at the moment. Um, and I, I think he... This is another game where he didn't have to do too much defending and he had a lot of opportunity to get on the ball and used it well. Just looking now, he had 95 passes attempted. It's like it's almost 20 more than any other player and he completed 80 of them as well. So, If the opportunity came up, would you sign him, even if he's another loan next season? Too soon to say for me. Just, yeah, um, I agree. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to uh, anoint him as a, a fantastic Premier League player on the basis of a month. Savior, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's been a good month. I'm impressed, and uh, mm. I'm I'm sad that he's not going to be able to play the next game. But uh, yeah, that's his position in it now, centre half. Maybe not for his, his career, but for us, it's a yes. shame in a way that we just didn't lob him there at the start instead of messing about with all these other players like Jackie Longthrow and what have you. So, <laughs> who by the way is not on the bench again? <laughs> who knows? Um, I've got to bring up this stat before we uh, we finish from uh, from the excellent good pinch on Twitter. So we had Zach Brunt on the bench, uh, a youth team player. He wore number thirty one, and he wore number forty two in the cup game at Burnley in September. Uh, so a quote from Good Pinch: "He says we've we've clearly submitted our refreshed squad numbers to the Premier League following the transfer window, but I wonder when a player last changed shirt number mid-season for us." Wow, <laughs> that's the kind of niche content yeah. I am here for. Is that I want to know if that's ever happened before? Because obviously, defined squad numbers is only what like twenty odd years old, twenty five years old, something like that. Yeah, like, I'm trying, like to think, did anyone, I'm trying to think. Did anyone? Trying to think if we sent someone out on loan one season. They had, they had a squad number. Then we sent them out on loan, and they came. And uh, no, nah, I don't. No. Nah. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that was a good one. Um, yeah, good to see some youth. You know, I think that's been a. Uh, quite a common refrain, hasn't it, among fans over the last couple of months when we've not had the full bench? Yeah. I mean, we've only had nine subs 
uh, allocation for about six weeks now, something like that, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, it is um, interesting how they've all of a sudden come in, though, isn't it, these subs where, you know, we were having five at, Man- at Old Trafford or whatever, and now all of a sudden you've got Brunt and uh, were NDA yesterday on the bench. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I don't know, maybe they just think... Uh, I, I, I'm completely speculating here, but maybe Wilder just thinks mentally we've turned a bit of a corner and it's a healthier environment to have yeah. younger yeah, yeah, players yeah. in. Pure speculation from me there. Might be absolutely nonsense. Uh, but yeah, no, it is good to see. It's a shame they haven't been able to get on the bench, but uh, excuse me, get on the pitch. Mm. But uh, yeah, you probably expect that to happen at some point. Um, there was a... Oh, let me see if I can find this. There was a good uh, Opta stat this week from uh, your man, Eggy, as well. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to do oh, some yeah, scrolling yeah, to find right, this. Yeah. Uh, I think I can... Oh, here we go. So... Sheffield United have won a Premier League home game, having been behind at half-time, for the first time since December 2006. Get in there. Do you know... uh, Charlton. Charlton, yeah. Chris Morgan and Keith Gillespie with the goals. So that's always nice to see. Um, Oh, I think that's it. I think I've run out of things to say. (laughs) Unbelievable. How how sorry did you feel for Brewster uh, almost getting on the pitch and then being told to sit down? He looked quite happy, didn't he, when we scored, in fairness to him, lads. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he was, he was jumping around. It's just one of those things, isn't it? I think, uh, you know, he's watching the master, isn't he? Uh, show him what to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's good uh, good celebrations scenes from the, from the players. I thought... Um, I thought McBurney was going to do some serious damage to Sharp's neck, though, when he sort of wrestled into the ground by his neck in the scrum. And you've got somebody very high-pitched shouting, the finisher, the finisher, as well. I don't know who that was. <laughs> Marvin McGoldrick, I've been watching it, trying to work it out. But it's a very uh, a very silly-sounding voice in that one. But, um, yeah, there we go, mate. Uh, a, I got a glorious win, but it's, it's a glorious feeling, winning. Uh, you know, we... Have a miserable season up to the last month or so, and 2021's going all right in here. You know, once yeah, we got that yeah. Palace well, game on, I obviously use a comedy quote every time uh, when I when I pass this. My, my one for this one is uh, from the Peep Show, which is for the worst thing that could possibly happen. This is actually going extremely well, <laughs> 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 which I think sums it up. It you know, it's like the worst season ever, and I'm I'm on cloud nine today. So <laughs> yeah, I think we've. Um... I think since the turn of the year, we're like the seventh in the form table, I think it is, seventh or ninth. Yeah, fifth in the last five. Beautiful. So, um, yeah, and, you know, it's not like we've played a load of rubbish teams in that span either, no, is it? No, far from it. Man United, Man City and Tottenham. Yeah, Chelsea's uh, obviously a big test, but, um, yes, yeah, uh, I, I guess one to look forward to in a way, you know, just, just to see. I'd accept another 3-0. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, why not? I suppose. Yeah, I saw when we played Man City and someone. Uh, I don't know. What, I think it might have been on Shoutbox. Like after about when we were one 0 down, he goes, "I tell you what, I'd, I'd take a draw now." So like, you wouldn't have before the game <laughs> <laughs> against Man City, was that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm expecting a win, but I suppose we're going to have to go for a draw against Man City now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So Chelsea next, and then um, Bristol City in a. Our season versus Bristol, the teams of the teams mm. of the city of Bristol. They they got battered at weekend three and all, I think, didn't they? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. Who were they playing? Uh, I can't remember. Not to worry. <laughs> I think they got battered three and all because I'm keeping an eye on the results now. Uh, since um, yeah, are, are you? Um, I guess final question: Are you at the stage of just having a little look at uh, 
other teams' results in the Premier League or not? I may have smiled when Newcastle lost <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> but uh, no, I do think it's all over or anything like that. But again, you know, if we can keep it alive as long as possible, it's something to aim for, isn't it? Yeah, keep it... Uh, it's something keep... to sort of... Sorry, I'm, just, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm only half listening to you. I'm looking at Bristol City's results here, and I, I feel like I've got something wrong. Uh, I don't know where I've got three 0 from. No, they lost one 0 to Derby. <laughs> That's like... pretty much as embarrassing as a three 0 I guess. Losing to yeah, them. yeah, yeah. But they were actually on a decent run before that. But yeah, I'm not. What about you? Are you keeping an eye out on anything? Or nah, the gap's too big. I think. Um... Yeah, I mean, I had a look earlier and. Um... I think Newcastle got 22 points, haven't they? Watford had 22 points mm. at this stage last season and went down. But I, I just don't see it. It's, it's, the, the teams are just picking up points too consistently, I think. We do, I think we need another team to basically have the uh, the second half of the season that we had in the first half of the yeah. season, feel like where they get two points from 18 games. And it's, it's just not going to happen. For us, let's just... You know, every, every win from now on just just helps kind of resolve the situation in terms of the mentality around the squad, I think, and yeah. looking ahead to yeah. next season. So there's value in winning games, even if the ultimate outcome is, uh, you know, still going to be relegation, I guess. But yeah, I'll uh, keep keep picking up points. It, it makes me very, very happy seeing us win games of football. So it's as simple as that, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is. That is that is all I want to see. Right. Uh, we'll finish there, mate. You can, uh, do you want to just tell people about the view from? Because there's a couple of, couple of cracking lines in it this yeah, week. Yeah, one of my favourite lines is when someone said, uh, we make it Chris Basham look like Maradona. And someone said, at the moment, we'll make Chris Packham look like Maradona. So, <laughs> classic. It's very good. Um, how would you summarise the mood of uh, West Brom fans after that one? Probably the most depressed fans I've ever come across, including our own. Are really, they're so down. Like mm. The latter end of the view from, I, I was like getting a bit sad. I was like... <laughs> What's the point? Yeah. <laughs> really, really, really downbeat. <laughs> it's strange, you know. There's been a. F- I feel like there's a few teams. It's probably just I've had a greater awareness of them, seeing because we've been in the Premier League ourselves. But there just seem to be a few teams that get promoted, and then the ones that go down again straight away. It's just. It's almost as though they wish they'd never been promoted because they just a end up getting of slapped. On there, we're saying that they prefer the championship, which I understand because you're winning more, basically. Yeah. And I guess they're in a weird. See, for us, it's like I think last season. Um, you know, if we'd if we'd say we'd had last season, the season that West Brom are having this season, mm. I, I think I'd have been like, "Well, look, look at all the money we're earning. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're yeah. We're in League One. This is great. We're like setting up the future of the club." But I guess if you're a team that has yo-yoed a bit, like Fulham and West Brom, um, mm. then it's a bit. Yeah, it's, it's a bit less. Uh... Norwich will be interested next season. I, I'm, I think mm. Norwich will go up, so they'll be really interested next season. Yeah. Yeah, want to keep an eye on. Shame we'll be uh, swapping places with them, but uh, yeah, I saw another thing in Norwich. I can't remember. I was searching for something else, completely different on Google, and I came across Norwich their forum, and it was like Sheffield United are doing well, aren't they? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thought they were amazing last season. Look, he's a one-season wonder, Wilder. Oh, for God's sake! For God's sake! <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's see if he can become a five-season wonder. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That would be amazing. I'll. I'll... I'll take a delayed fifth season of Wonder, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I'll, 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 yeah, it's fine. Like I say, he's the only manager I know of who could probably go down with such goodwill. So. Yeah, exactly that. Right, mate. Great place to finish. 
11 points in the bag, third win of the season, third win of the year, 2021, is looking up already. I'm in a, a, I think the team and myself are in a much more positive place than yeah. we were after that uh, that Palace defeat. So what more can you ask for, really, apart from, uh, I don't know, three points against Chelsea and uh, FA Cup quarter-final place? In a week I want the Cup final this year, even though we can't go. We might, who knows, might be reopening oh. grounds by then. So. Yeah, Imagine that, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it, FA Cup final. Oh, by the way... 80,000 <laughs> in the stadium. Let's yeah, go. Make it happen. It's the Super Bowl this weekend. They're having like 20-odd thousand fans. Mind you, it's, uh, it's in Florida, and I think they've just sort of written it off. Yeah. From a I did hear, actually. I mean, we'll come to the, the Bristol game later, obviously, next, next podcast. But I'm for Blazers. They say like, there's a bittersweet thing about if we do well in the Cup because they've always wanted to see their team in an FA Cup final live. And I understand that completely, but... I, I want us to get to an FA Cup final. I don't care, really, <laughs> to be honest. I, obviously, it'll be, it would be bittersweet. I understand completely what they're saying, but I'll still be cheering if we're in the semi-final winning 1-0. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. To go. I think, yeah, that's that's what it comes down to. It's, um, you know, I'd rather see us in a final on TV than not see us in a final at all. So, um... See, I didn't go to the, the Sheffield Wednesday 93. I was really young. I had tonsillitis, and I never went to that. So, maybe mm. that sort of, like, twisted my mind a little bit. So, I don't have to be there. You know, any of these big events, and <laughs> still enjoy it, so... Yeah. Well, I've, I've been to all the other big events, and uh, oh, I haven't yeah. enjoyed it. <laughs> I always <laughs> lose, so... And this might be it. This might be the key. Next time, if we... This is going so far ahead. If we win the FA Cup final... <laughs> And we get anywhere good again, like a playoff final. None of us are allowed to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> just forty thousand empty seats yeah. at one end of Wembley. <laughs> it's like a protest. Yeah, <laughs> protest against history. Right, that's uh, that's definitely enough for one week. <laughs> God knows what tangent we've embarked on there. Um, where where can people see the view from uh, West Brom? Mate? I don't think you said it. And if you did, uh, I sorry, yeah, it's at, uh, at Pancho on Twitter or www.royzuefrom.com. Great stuff. And uh, yeah, I will uh, speak to you later, mate. Thanks as always for uh, for coming on. A pleasure to discuss another win for the Blades and uh, I'll talk to you in a bit. Thank you, mate. Cheers. All right. A big thank you to Andrew. A big thank you to yourselves as always for downloading and listening. And finally, thank you to our sponsors. They are Glistening Kicks. I'm going to tell you about them now. Do you ever look down at your shoes or trainers and think they could use a bit of a touch-up? Then look no further than Glistening Kicks, Sheffield-based business who deliver high-end cleaning, restoration, and weather treatment services for shoes, sneakers, and trainers. They will remove loose dirt and debris, give laces, shoes, and midsoles a deep clean. They can also touch up any scuffs or imperfections. If you're looking for a repaint due to damage or general wear and tear, they can take care of that for you too. They offer local collection and return in Sheffield and the surrounding areas. They also do nationwide shipping via their safe, fast and reliable courier service so you can be sure your footwear is in the best possible hands. They've just celebrated their first anniversary, so happy birthday, Glistening Kicks. And I should also mention they are run by Blades fans and they have recently started offering a service to add a Blades logo to your trainers. Wednesday logo is also available, but I don't know why you would ever want that on your shoes, to be honest, unless you have a Wednesday fan in your life. But even so, that's uh, that's not such a good situation for you. Save yourself from spending on a brand new pair of shoes. Give your existing kicks the treatment they deserve instead. Head to glisteningkicks.co.uk and book your service today. That is glisteningkicks.co.uk. You can also follow them on Instagram at glistening underscore kicks for a closer look at the great work they do in making shoes and trainers look their best. That's all from me. 
Enjoy the rest of your week. We will be back after the Chelsea game. Thanks a lot.